I can't believe how long it's been since I've been in a place like this, was the first thought John had as he walked into the cabin. The warm, cozy feel of this quaint little structure was exactly what he needed to enjoy the New England winter. The perfect getaway for him and Emma, his beloved girlfriend of three years. They dropped their snow-covered bags on the floor and had a look around. Cast-iron pans hung above the kitchen sink, and paintings of natural landscapes adorned the walls of the living area. A large red sofa sat in the middle of the room, facing the fireplace, and there wasn't a TV in sight. The cabin felt lived in and welcoming. For three short nights and four long days, it was all theirs, and it was just what they needed. All that's missing is a bearskin rug, John said to Emma, as she chuckled silently while shaking her head. John walked up the stairs and into the bedroom. It housed a beautiful king-size bed, which looked out toward a small balcony. Just beyond the balcony was a tall oak tree, which stood at eye level with the second floor. Many of the tree's large branches had either been pruned or cut off, as not to come in contact with the balcony. John took in a deep breath of fresh mountain air and felt at peace. That night, John and Emma ate dinner by candlelight with a bottle of wine. They talked and laughed, feeling so happy to be away from their stressful lives in the city. The next few days would be a welcomed escape from reality. Let's go on that trail the woman told us about, said Emma. Yeah, let's go, replied John. The two set out on the hiking trail near the cabin and began walking up the mountain. Powdery white snow dusted the trail and everything around them. Serene beauty eased their minds, and for a moment, everything was perfect. At the peak of the mountain, John and Emma looked out over the gorgeous landscape and the small town that lay in the bottom of the valley. I'm going to see what's over here. I'll be right back. John continued to look out at the view for a few more minutes. Then, he felt a presence approach him from behind. That was quick, he said, before cutting himself off abruptly. For when he turned his head, Emma was nowhere to be seen, although the presence still lingered. John looked around to try and determine where this presence was coming from, but he could not identify it. He felt as if someone was looking at him, but not just at him, in him. This feeling intensified to the point that John got frightened and was frozen in place. Whatever was watching him saw everything. His greatest dreams, his darkest fears. It peered directly into his soul, and it was not human. John? said Emma, as she put her hand on his shoulder. <sighs> John jolted in shock, unaware Emma was right next to him. Are you okay? she asked concernedly. You've just been staring into the trees for ages. Yeah, I'm fine. Just thought I saw something. Emma took his hand and walked back down the trail with him. This odd gesture worried her 
because John wasn't one to get lost in thought or distracted by things that didn't matter. The look on his face as he gazed into the tree line held a sense of distress, as if the source of this emotion was personal or meant purely for him. They walked back to the cabin, and John loaded wood into the fireplace. As the fire crackled away and Emma stood in the kitchen preparing dinner, John noticed a red velvet guest book sitting on the living room desk. He opened it to reveal pages upon pages of comments left by previous visitors. All were positive and cheery in nature, with some accompanied by a small Polaroid picture taken with the camera which sat next to the book. The first one John read said, We had an awesome time here in the cabin. Linda was super helpful and told us about all the best spots and trails. Great stay, Todd and Emily. John flipped through a few pages and read another one. What a beautiful cabin surrounded by beautiful landscapes. For hikers, the Penacook Main Trail and Big Owl Trail are a must. A perfect winter getaway. Dan and Jessica. John then flipped all the way to the end of the comments and read the last one. This has been such an amazing weekend so far and we love the cabin. We hiked the North Peak Trail today and we'll check out Big Owl tomorrow. Can't wait. Zach and Tara. Next to the writing was a picture of a young couple in their 20s, both wrapped up in cozy winter clothes and smiling brightly. The man wore a big fuzzy Yushanka hat, and the woman was wearing a fleece headband that covered her ears. The headband had a goofy pink and yellow polka dot pattern, and both of their noses were red and glowing as if they had just stepped inside. John looked fondly at the picture and flipped through the last few pages in the book, which were blank, all except for the very last page, which had something scribbled in the top right corner. John squinted his eyes and looked closely. It said, If it sees you, you will die. John's heart stopped as he contemplated the meaning of this cryptic message. John, dinner's ready, Emma yelled from the other room. John put on a brave face and walked into the kitchen, still shaken by what he just read. He then opened a bottle of wine, poured Emma a glass, and proceeded to eat dinner as if nothing was wrong. That night in bed, John lay awake for hours, thinking about what was written in the book. Who would write something like that? And why? He also couldn't help but think about the eerie sensation he felt earlier that day on the trail. That undeniable feeling of being watched and examined by something not of this world. Just then, John heard the flip of a metal switch and saw light coming through the sliding balcony doors. It was the automatic light above the back door. It was set off by something and lit up the entire backyard. The light shone heavily on the oak tree just beyond the balcony and from the bed where John lay, he could see every twig, branch, nook and crevice the tree had to offer. It made John feel extremely uncomfortable to see every part of the tree so well 
as if he were the one completely exposed, even though he lay in total darkness. The light shut off and everything was dark again. John was relieved to not have to see anything outside. But when he looked through the sliding doors, he saw something else quite peculiar. Two round lights off in the distance, too far away to be distinct, but close enough to be observable. These two lights bore an uncanny resemblance to eyes, and the longer John looked, the more obvious they became. The eyes blinked once, and John froze, paralyzed by fear. Not because there was something out there, but because that something was looking right at him. John shut his eyes to escape the glare of this unknown creature, but simply ignoring it could not release him. He began to hear distant murmurs, not through his ears, but in his mind. The creature called out from afar, through inaudible whispers too faint to comprehend. Although John could not understand what it was saying, he knew in his heart that the telepathic messages were meant for him. He did not know why the creature spoke to him, but understood that it knew everything and had seen the very depths of his soul. Morning came without notice, and John awoke suddenly to an empty bed. He felt as if he had endured a feverish dream, and couldn't remember drifting off the night before. He went downstairs to find Emma making pancakes and coffee, happy as can be, and without a single worry. Her vacation had not been interrupted, and John didn't want to be the one to do it. Good morning. How did you sleep, my darling? Um, good. Well, you better eat up and get ready for the day. We have a long hike ahead of us. Oh yeah? Which trail do you want to hike? Let's do the Big Owl Trail. The two set off after breakfast and began their excursion. Still uneasy from the night before, in that ominous message in the guest book, John put his feelings aside and went along with the plan. He convinced himself that there was nothing to worry about and that he had worked himself up for no reason. On the trail he felt much more at ease, much more calm, and much less anxious. At the trail peak, John and Emma embraced over another stellar view of the valley as the quaint little town sat quietly below them. I love you so much, John said to Emma. I love you too, she replied. John smiled warmly at her and breathed in the cool winter air. Just then, right behind her head, something caught his eye. Hanging high up in a tree, on a branch much too tall to reach, was a piece of pink cloth. Something about it felt familiar to John, as if he had seen it before. He slowly started walking toward the tree. Where are you going? said Emma, but John didn't reply. He just kept walking until he was at the foot of the tree. 
He raised his arm up and pointed at the object. You see that? John said. Yeah? What about it? I think that belongs to the girl in the picture. What picture? In the guest book, there was a girl wearing that on her head. Pink and yellow polka dots. That doesn't make any sense. I know, but where else could it have come from? It's too similar to the picture. Well, then how do you suppose it got up there? I have no idea. But there's something really weird about this place. What do you mean? Ever since we got here, I feel like I'm being watched. That's ridiculous. There's no one else out here. I can just feel it. There was also some weird stuff written in the guest book. And now that girl's headband is up in the tree. John, I think you're overthinking it. Look, we just have one more night at the cabin. Let's just enjoy ourselves, and we can always head back early tomorrow. Emma wrapped her arms around John and hugged him tightly. John calmed down and said, Okay, fine. And the two walked off hand in hand down the mountain. That evening, during dinner, John tried his best to relax and enjoy their last night in the cabin. But the looming question still fogged his brain as fear and concern shrouded his heart. In bed, he tossed and turned, unable to fall asleep and wanting nothing more than for the night to be over so they could pack up their things and drive back home. Right as he was about to give up on sleep and go downstairs for a drink, he felt it. The presence. Gripped by fear, John dare not move from his place in bed. It was coming from outside, and it was much closer than before. John slowly opened one eye and looked out the sliding doors. The eyes, again, staring right at him, and much, much bigger than before. A voice entered John's head and spoke clearly without confusion. I see you. Fear turned into panic, as John had no idea how to react to this direct contact. He replied in his mind, unsure if this entity would hear him. What do you want? I want to take you away. Why me? Because you came into my home. What do you want from me? Your soul. The light switched on and lit up the tree outside. John looked. What he saw sent him into a state of primal terror. His body tensed and pure fright made him shiver uncontrollably. Emma awoke to this, looked outside, and did the same. Perched on a large branch, and gripping tightly to the trunk of the tree, was a huge creature that resembled a human. Except it wasn't human at all. It was something completely different. Massive talons clung fiercely into the branch, attached to long legs like that of a man, bent at the knee and covered in brown fur. 
These legs went into a broad, muscular body, with one arm wrapped around the back of the tree, and the other holding on to the side. Deep scratches dug into the trunk, where it met the creature's claw-like hands, and long feathers tapered off of its arms to form wings like a prehistoric bird. There was no neck where its shoulders met the head, just a short, wide protrusion housing two glowing yellow eyes and a blood-red beak. Its head, a godlike owl, sat completely still, as if frozen in time. In this moment, the couple learned that they had never felt true fear before, as it coursed heavily through their veins. With one giant leap, the creature went from the tree to their balcony and perched itself on the railing. The lock on the sliding door opened slowly by itself, and the door slid open, letting in the cold winter air. The creature stepped down from the railing and walked gently into the room. John and Emma were now upright in the bed, paralyzed with horror. Emma opened up her mouth to let out a scream, but nothing came out. And the last thing each saw was an outstretched claw covering their faces before being whisked away in the dead of night. All left was the sliding door curtain, flapping inside the room by the cold night wind, with emptiness filling the air. In due time, the warm sun slowly arose to reveal another beautiful winter day. A dark green Jeep Grand Cherokee made its way up the secluded gravel road and pulled up next to the vacant cabin, parking next to John and Emma's car. A woman in her mid-fifties stepped out of the Jeep and approached the cabin. Entering through the front door with her own key and without knocking. She took notice of John and Emma's bags, neatly packed up in the center of the living room, and began humming Walk Like a Man, her favorite show tune from her favorite Broadway play, Jersey Boys. She then ascended the stairs into the bedroom, where the sliding door remained wide open and the curtain fluttered gently in the breeze. She shut the door and pulled the curtains aside. Picking up two massive feathers from the floor, she tossed them into the center of the bed and began taking the blood-stained pillowcases off of the pillows. She put everything in the middle of the sheet and wrapped it all up in one big bundle. Now she was humming Big Girls Don't Cry and walking down the stairs with the bloody bundle of bedsheets. 
she brought them outside and put them into the trunk of her Jeep and went back inside to get John and Emma's bags to put in the trunk of their car. The woman then made a quick phone call to her husband and told him to come and pick up the Jeep from the cabin. After that, she meandered over to the guest book and picked up the pen. Amazing weekend here at the cabin thanks to Linda being such a superb host. All the trails are amazing, and Big Owl is a must for all you nature lovers. Wonderful stay. John and Emma. She closed the guest book and walked out the front door, got into John and Emma's car, and drove away. <laughs>